Emmy award-winning comedian John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time only on Netflix. Someone in the uh, Discord wants a Brian dating show. Cute. Give the people what they want. <laughs> Someone else wants a Brian action figure. I don't know to do what. We could do a cry. We could get a, a, a custom Funko. <laughs> it's missing a thumb. <laughs> he crashes car and <laughs> the pieces all fall. The accessory is just a car bumper. <laughs> it has the little parts that fall off the car, so yeah. you just keep crashing it and having the pieces fall off. Tells itself. Kendra, Brian, Hallie, Sarah Lazarus, Babadookan as usual. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Come Hi. On. Let's get into it. What a weekday. We finally have the text of the... <laughs> of the we finally have the... Who cares? We finally have the text of the bipartisan border security deal that Republicans demanded at the end of last year and are now upset actually exists. After Donald Trump reminded everyone that a deal would help Biden politically, a bunch of Republicans rejected the proposal before it had even been announced. House Speaker Mike Nocum Johnson publicly rejected the deal by lying about it, claiming it would allow 5,000 migrants to enter the country per day. I just think it's inspiring how many Republicans vocally opposed the bill before the text was even available. People complain about Congress moving too slowly, and it's shortcuts like this that save the country time. The bill, which also includes aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, would spend $20 billion to hire asylum and border patrol officers, reduce asylum claim processing times from as long as 10 years to six months, add detention facilities, restrict how and where asylum claims can be made, provide new emergency authority to the president to close the border, along with increasing pathways for legal immigration and a pathway to citizenship for Afghans who worked on behalf of the United States. Basically, every Republican right now is like a subject in the nightmare version of the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment. Do you want this border enforcement now, or do you want to wait a year and hope you get border enforcement plus Trump hugging a flag while describing a border control agent as the biggest, most beautiful strong man he's ever seen. In a statement, President Biden said the United States Senate has done the hard work it takes to reach a bipartisan agreement. Now, House Republicans have to decide, do they want to solve the problem or do they want to keep playing politics with the border? Do they have to decide? Replied House Republicans, oh no, we, we've, we've decided we want to keep playing politics. Sorry, we, we thought that was clear. Trump posted a screed against the bill, saying it takes the horrible job the Democrats have done on immigration and the border, absolves them, and puts it all squarely on the shoulders of Republicans. Don't be stupid. We need a separate border and immigration bill. It should not be tied to foreign aid in any way, shape, or form. Again, the only reason we are debating a border bill at all is because Republicans demanded Ukraine funding be tied to the border. Republicans are like a teen boy who finally got to live with dad after the divorce. So <laughs> angry to get exactly what they wanted. <laughs> Meanwhile, Senator James Langford, the Republican senator who led the negotiations for Republicans, expressed his frustration with the GOP's refusal to consider it. I'm frustrated when people put out intentionally false information. I expect more, Langford told the press. Not a lot of people know this, but James Langford actually got locked in a bathroom on his first day as a senator nine years ago and only recently made it out. So he's He's getting a lay of the land. There's a nobility to this level of delusion, like the usher cleaning up popcorn while the blob drops from the ceiling and devours the town's teens. Anyway, nothing is more chilling. Nothing is more chilling to a Republican than when they are treated like a Democrat for five fucking minutes. It's unbelievable. Like, what are these? They're not telling the truth. 
These Republicans are not telling the truth about my proposal. But do you think that that's real? Like, is he genuinely surprised? That's what I don't understand. I'm like, why are you acting like this? You know, we've been here. We all see. What is that? I he is he, does he is that, is that part of the performance or is he genuinely surprised? I guess the question. I don't know that he's surprised. I do think that like Republicans. I mean, this wasn't a long time ago. This was four months ago. Republicans said we will not do funding for Ukraine unless you do funding for the border. And at the time, everyone said, oh, that's just a way to get out of funding for Ukraine because there's no way we can get to a bipartisan compromise on the border. It's just too intransigent an issue. Democrats would hold out for comprehensive immigration reform. And then they Langford goes into that room with Murphy and Cinema and a bunch of others, and they come out with a very conservative proposal that if it came up in any Republican administration, they would all, of course, be for. And now they don't know what to do. And I do think mm-hmm. it's like, they're really fucking this. Like, like right, he's been a lot of, the you know, like, they're yeah, just fucking they're like, him. look at this guy. It's like, but you, we all said this. This is what we all said four yeah. months ago. Because he's not a, he's not some squish. He's not Mitt Romney. He's a, he's a right wing Republican. He's from fucking Oklahoma. Sorry with the fringe on top. Watch that fringe and see how she flutters. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's what this show really is, which is yeah. just a bunch of blah, blah, blah between references to musicals. I'm just yeah. waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. <laughs> Then Donald Trump attacked Langford on the Dan Bongino show, saying of the legislation, I think this is a very bad bill for his career, especially in Oklahoma. I like the way Trump does threats. I think it's a very bad bill for his bone health, especially his kneecaps. I just worry about what might happen (laughs) to his knees. Langford was already censured by the Oklahoma Republican Party before the bill was announced for even just the act of participating in a negotiation with Democrats. Langford fired back on CNN. When asked why Trump was coming for him, he said this. Yeah, I, I don't know, obviously, other than he, he has a different job than I have right now. His job right now is running for president, and so he's trying to be able to manage that. And obviously, a chaotic border is helpful to him in the process on that. Well, Trump's job is running for president, but his passion is standing trial across 91 criminal indictments. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Elon Musk decided to weigh in. He tweeted that the goal of the bipartisan border bill is to enable illegals to vote. Langford replied by saying this. Uh, well, I, I think he needs to go back to doing the two million Teslas that are currently being recalled right now. <laughs> James Langford, is that a burn? We didn't know you knew about those in Oklahoma. Too much dust. The right, it's <laughs> <laughs> so much dust. Off in the bowl. Yeah, 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 often in a bowl. The right has become so hostile to any kind of actual governing that they are making James Langford, a true right winger, seem reasonable. Which fucking sucks. Yeah. I don't like I don't like rooting for James Langford Burns. This guy was born yesterday. Like this yeah. guy didn't exist before yesterday, and it's such a bummer that his like first day of life, he just has to get attacked like this. Anyway, speaking of Republicans who only seem chill by comparison, in this week's episode of Saturday Night Live, hosted by Io <laughs> Debris, Nikki Haley made a surprise appearance during the show's cold open. Okay, our next question comes from someone who describes herself as a concerned South Carolina voter. Yes, hello. <laughs> Why won't you debate Nikki Haley? Oh, my God, it's her. <laughs> the woman who was in charge of security on January 6th. It's Nancy Pelosi. It's crazy how James Austin Johnson's Trump impression is better than Nikki Haley's Nikki Haley impression. <laughs> the sketch ended with Io Debris asking Nikki Haley this. Um, I was just curious. What would you say was the main cause of the Civil War? Um, and do you think it starts with an S and ends with a lavery? <laughs> Yep, I probably should have said that the first time. And live from New York, it's Saturday night. These are the dangers of becoming a Hollywood darling. One minute you're winning an Emmy. 
The next minute, you're helping a presidential candidate laugh off for appeal to Southern Confederate flag-waving whites. And to be clear, that's a trade-off I would make. I would do this for the Emmy. I had so many questions about her thought process going into that, but you know what? I still... Nikita Ayo. Ayo. Like, just agreeing to do that. Like, I, I just, I wonder what played into that. I just, I have questions. Well, she spent the whole episode also apply, uh, apologizing to J-Lo. Yes. Which was very which, funny. Well, which was wild because I had not heard about that. Not and when I. she talked, so when when she mentioned the podcast in that in that first sketch, I... Podcast went, scam goddess Lacey Mosley on Love It or Leave It last week. Oh, absolutely. Um, but when she mentioned having to apologize for that, I thought when they then announced that Shane Gillis was hosting next week, that that's what it was the reference to. Because Shane Gillis... Oh, you thought it was her kind of being sheepish on behalf of SNL. Yes. But no, it was actually because that clip of her on Scam Goddess. But by the way, it was actually like, if you listen to that clip, it's sort of like... She sets her up. Well, no, it's more that like Lacey says harsher stuff about Jennifer Lopez than Io does. Also, we all love Jennifer Lopez. She can't can't sing. I don't know why we're all (laughs) trying to pretend. I love her. We know Ashanti sang her lyrics. There's no... What are we arguing about? We also, know this. She also, was in the booth. As an audio professional, Nikki spent that entire sketch with the microphone by her belly button. She was talking into nothing. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to hear her, and Stephen would have had a fit. She might have had Stephen a lob mic on. I know, but it was a prop. Like she was doing the bad, oh, bad of pretending it was a prop. Right, I right, right. Who screamed? Like when, when, yeah, they, who when they, were, they applied, and then uh, you hear a man's voice go, "Yeah!" It's like who? <laughs> uh, who is that? Who do, you, who do you think? I mean, James Langford. It's a. It's a <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's like I don't know. You do tour, tourists coming to see SNL. I wouldn't be surprised there are a couple uh, yeah. Republican yeah. Well, I mean, Nikki yeah, Haley I fans mean, in there. Or it's just the, the person in charge of getting the crowd riled up, yeah. Doing, yeah. Doing, doing their job. Haley tweeted after her appearance, had a blast tonight on SNL. No, it was past Donald Trump's bedtime, so looking forward to the stream of unhinged tweets in the AM. Yeah, like Trump sleeps. He's so permacaffeinated, <laughs> he basically just takes micronaps while at a rally or on the toilet like birds that sleep with half their brain at a time while flying long distances. <laughs> the only hope Trump has of ever sleeping again is if Jennifer Lopez can free his inner child from that dream prison. Is that for anybody? So the cell? You bet. Okay. Oh hell yeah! What the cell? the cell? Have you ever seen the cell? Obviously not. How have you seen the cell? <laughs> I've seen the cell. Kendra, I, I've seen the cell. Not in a long Be- time. Gorgeous film. Oh my god! Uh, the visuals. Is wild. J-Lo in it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, J Lo and uh, da- Vincent D'Onofrio. Is it about? It a is prison cell. Here's a what it is about. Cell? Here's what it is about. A terrorist cell. Here's well, that's what it is actually about. the question of the movie. Okay. <laughs> Here is what it is about, and this is the plot of the film starring Jennifer Lopez and Vincent D'Onofrio called the Cell. Vincent D'Onofrio is a serial killer. How he kills is he kidnaps women and he puts them in a giant aquarium somewhere in the desert. Mm-hmm. Vincent D'Onofrio then has an aneurysm, but had already kidnapped a woman who is in an aquarium slowly filling with water. The only way they can find out where the woman is is for Jennifer Lopez to use a new technology to enter Vincent D'Onofrio's coma dreams to ask Vincent D'Onofrio's inner innocent child where the aquarium is located. Is that played by a child? That there is a, yes, the child is is not just a metaphor. There's a child inside oh, of dreams who, who, <laughs> who becomes a serial killer because of the abuse mm-hmm. that he suffers as a child. Oh, I And so that. you have to go deep into the <laughs> memories of the comatose Vincent D'Onofrio to find the child, to get the location, to unlock the murder aquarium. Mm-hmm. And this is Jennifer Lopez's Best work. No. Uh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Wait. Everyone go no. around and say, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because I'm sorry. We know that Jennifer Lopez's best movie, It's Now Escaping Me, but it's the one with Hustlers? George Clooney. No, it's the one with George Clooney. That was oh, 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 oh. Uh, out of sight. Uh, out of sight. That is her best movie. Uh, I'm, even though it includes 
a very specific phrase? What? Did someone say the N-word? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but that's not what I was thinking about. Um, isn't that the one film where she says it's turkey day? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's it's turkey day gobble gobble. Gobble gobble. Gobble gobble. Okay. gobble that's my favorite thing to say. Uh, Monster-in-law? Is that true? I love Monster-in-law. That's my favorite. That's that my is a favorite. very good one. That's What's my favorite. Hus- Hustlers. Hustlers is, I loved it, Hustlers. Hustlers for me is dragged down by the main performance and we don't have to But, J- but J-Lo it. is great in it. <laughs> yes, also, the is. director of the cell is uh, Tarsim Singh. Mm. So, oh, the guy who did out. the fall with, uh, yeah. with, with, with the hot one. I stand by my claim that Jennifer Lopez's best work is the film The Cell. Anyway, if you didn't like Nikki Haley on this week's SNL, bad news. Next week's musical guest, Ron DeSantis. Mm. <laughs> what, what, what kind of music does he play? What, are, what would you call the genre in the movie Deliverance? Uh, when they play the gothic? banjo, southern yeah, gothic? I would say southern gothic. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Hey, it's Love It, and I'm on my way to your city. And by on my way, I mean I'm still in the shower, but still about to head out. Love It or Leave It live on tour is heading all over the country. We'll be in Charlotte, Asheville, Boston, Madison, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. And if we're not coming to your city this time, I'm sorry, the country is too big. Take it up with the pioneers. To learn more and get tickets, head to crooked.com/events. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the friend of the pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. Are you like me and tracking the polls obsessively this election year? Well, Dan Pfeiffer's right there with you, and he's taking them seriously, but not literally. Take an average of the polls. Don't forget about any one poll. And the thing that we try to tell everyone in every episode of this podcast is a poll that has Biden up to and a poll that has Biden down to, they all tell you the exact same thing, which is this is a very, very close race. The goal of this podcast is to help people understand polling and freak out about it just a little bit less. Explore the latest polls, what they actually mean, and whether or not it's time to hit the panic button. Tune into Polar Coaster with Dan Pfeiffer, Cricket's latest subscriber-exclusive show. To get access, subscribe to our Friends of the Pod community only at cricket.com slash friends. Speaking of musical performances, the 66th Annual Grammy Awards took place at Los Angeles' Crypto.com Arena, a name that will surely stand the test of time. With women dominating the awards, Dua Lipa opened the show with a performance that included her dangling from a big steel cube surrounded by hunks. Unfortunately, the trap didn't work and Elton John remains at large. Winners <laughs> include Billie Eilish and her brother, Seamus O'Flatigan, Miley Cyrus, SZA, Lainey Wilson, Carol G, Victoria Monet, and Boy Genius. Also, Travis Scott won the Grammy for most confirmed kills on stage. My staff had to teach me how to say some of these young people's names by putting peanut butter in my mouth and using a voiceover like on Mr. Ed. (laughs) (laughs) Joni Mitchell performed Both Sides Now and Tracy Chapman performed in a rare public appearance playing Fast Car in a moving duet with Luke Combs. She also took the opportunity to announce her next single, Too Fast, Too Car. (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. Fuck yeah. That killed killed in the booth. (laughs) You two appeared remotely from the Las Vegas sphere in what may or may not have been a live performance. Hello, Grammys. The next 
See, this is the problem with hybrid work. Sure, he can zoom into the Grammys, but does he really get the Grammys culture? Does he know if he's achieving his goals? Anyway, it all went fine until Bono looked directly into the camera and mouthed, please let me leave the sphere. I miss my family. YouTube performing at the sphere feels like capitalism asked AI what people like to do for fun that cost $200. There's something about it. I'm going to say a phrase that I don't normally say, which is, gives me the ick. Oh, I mean, as soon as Beyonce announces her residency, I'm buying several tickets. Do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, I do. That's cool. I, I think it's like the cell. I think they're trapped there. Is there no rest for Bono? That's what I, that's what I can never understand. Like, if you're this age with this amount of money, I'd just be lying down well, for the next I, couple I, years. As soon as he said he wants to get back to his family, I was like, Bono has a family? I actually don't know Bono's life. I think he has life. a daughter. He has the edge. And he has the sphere. And that's his family now. <laughs> My children. Uh, I think the sphere is cool. I do think it's funny that, like, when they're in the sphere, it's not that different than a dome, you know? No. Like, the bottom half it. of the sphere is just where you sit. And the bottom yeah. half of any stadium, if you think of a dome and then you think of the seats, all the domes are really spheres. It looks spheres. cooler from outside. Like, it looks like, cool from outside. Like, cool. It's like, sure, it's a concert. Yeah. But I do think in terms of Bono resting, I think a life where you spend, you know, four days a week at your Los Angeles mega mansion and then helicopter or fly into Las Vegas to do a show three nights and stay at the nicest suite in any hotel and for two hours a night play songs that you know in your fucking bones for <laughs> screaming, adoring Gen Xers. Like, pretty good life. Yeah. We're going to do that except instead of songs, it's going to be the podcast, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, great. For sure. It's like 2038, <laughs> Blue Ivy's president. But that's too <laughs> soon. Lucky too soon <laughs> it's Betsy's 20, in the front row. It's 20. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Who here hates Trump? May <laughs> his memory out. be a blessing. <laughs> the edge is still there, though. Oh, no. The edge is, our edge is those bagpiping. Uh, Oh, oh, yeah. 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 We, had we had some good times. Yeah. Oh, no. It's Abby McEnany. <laughs> She's president. <laughs> anyway, it was a great show. I love the Grammys. Was, was I, yeah, I haven't watched great. the Grammys in a really long time, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, they crushed it. Yeah. I do think that, like, an opportunity to, like, have a mix of new singers and then, like, the all-time greats. I will say that, like, it's unfair that, like, the best culture from the past survives and the the mediocre and worst fades away. It's true for buildings. It's true for songs. So it's, but when you hear like fast car mm -hmm. and you just, I don't even mean this as a criticism. I just like literally like it, it's unfair because that's a one, that's a unique singular song. It's a banger. But, it, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. But you look at who's like, where is the, jo who's, who's Joni Mitchell of this generation? Like who's right. Tracy Chapman of this generation? Do we know? Does one not exist? Would we have known at the time? I don't know. It was such a bummer that uh, Joe, what's his name? Joe Coy. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. so fucking terrible because, like, I do want award shows to make it. Like, mm -hmm. I like the oh, monoculture. I, yeah. I want them to be be something people, like, watch together. I, I like it. And it was cool that, like, I do think the Grammys did that. Like, they, like, achieved their mission. Like, it yeah. was cool. Mm -hmm. It was Absolutely. a cool show. Well, they will yeah. always be more successful than the ones I care more about, which are the Oscars and the Emmys, because it's a concert. Yeah. Right. Right. I yeah. will say of the hosts that we have seen on the network broadcast so far, I still think Anthony Anderson has come out on top mm -hmm. so far. Yeah. Taylor Swift won album of the year for Midnight's, becoming <sighs> the first artist to win the top prize <laughs> to win the top prize four times. That's right. We rigged the Super Bowl and the Grammys. A busy first quarter for the Jews. <laughs> Many noted Swift's perceived snub of presenter Celine Dion, who Swift breezed past 
on her way to the mic after her win was announced. We are watching it like it's the Zapruder film. Yeah. And then, oh, she just, she takes it from Celine Dion while looking in a different direction. I think that's what people really yeah. responded yeah. to. It's the anyway. exact opposite of what Miley did with uh, Mariah. Where yes. She was like, stay right This is just here. about you well, now, I which was cool. I mean, I think the more interesting snub of the night was the one that Jay-Z pointed out, which is that Beyonce still doesn't have one of those, and this woman has four. That is wild. Yeah. That it's, is wild. Um, very upsetting. <laughs> To not win for Lemonade. That to me was lemonade, the year. Forget Lemonade because people are talking about this one because they're saying like Midnight's maybe not her best like overall work in terms of the actual album, but they're saying that she's being rewarded for the year that she's had. Yeah. Self-titled changed the way music was released. It is baffling. Yeah. I, mean, I don't I, understand. I feel like I think it's... um. I mean, I do understand she's a blonde like, white lady, but I don't yeah. understand. I mean, I think that's... I think you do understand. <laughs> yeah, no. It sounds like you kind of... I don't think you... I think you got it. It just... It upsets me mm. so much. It upsets me so fucking much. I had never seen... Heard that Miley Cyrus song before, which you all think is wild. That's insane. I, okay. It's on in every CBS. That's yes. where I feel like I'm wearing <laughs> No, I mean, truly. Really, well, like, I'm usually... When I'm shopping, I'm wearing headphones and okay. I'm listening to either one of our lovely podcasts here at Crooked Media you don't have to or lie I'm to listening us, Kendra, to Reddit We work here. Don't lie. Come on. However, I watched... <laughs> I watched the Miley Cyrus performance. I'd never heard the song before. I was like, this is great. She crushed. She, yeah, like, phenomenal. She's performing well. The song is great. Loved it all. She's so funny, too. Have never watched a Taylor Swift performance that has made me feel anything. Could agree with And I so like Taylor sorry. Swift, but she is not much of a performer. I'm who sorry. Is, who yeah. is Taylor up against in this category? SZA, for one, who Love. should have won this year. Yeah. And I'm, again, not a huge fan of her music. We did grow up together, and I do love her. But, like, not a huge fan of the music that she's putting out. But she should have won. I love like, SZA. Like. Yeah. Uh, Jay-Z is a really cute wife guy, though. Yeah. He was like, I just love her, and I think she, I think she well, should have Well, she had to make lemonade. Yeah. To be yeah. like, this, this, these are the stakes here. And yeah. also, Beyonce said, I need a soldier who's gonna not afraid to stand up for me. Yeah. It did seem like Jay-Z went off book a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, he, he seemed like a little bashful about it. I, I yeah, liked I it. he was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think it was dangerous for Taylor Swift to fuck with Celine Dion like that. Swift also won Best Vocal Album and announced during her acceptance speech that she'll be releasing her next <laughs> album. Sing. Yes, she can. I'm okay, sorry. she can sing. She's she can okay. sing. She can sing. She can sing. She's I don't care who wins Grammys, and I think your point is very valid, but Taylor Swift can sing. Anyway, she can sing, and, and during her acceptance speech, she announced <laughs> that she'll be releasing her next album, The Tortured Poets Department, on April 19th. I don't know that you can call yourself a tortured poet while dating a professional football player. Sylvia Plath didn't know anything about protein powder, you know? <laughs> Taylor posted the album cover on social media. It's a picture of her removing Joe Alwyn's complete skeleton from her mouth like a cartoon cat. <laughs> after, those are my favorite new recurring jokes. <laughs> Speaking of unnecessary gifts for white people, after a decade in development, <laughs> Apple released their new Vision Pro augmented reality goggles on Friday with a price tag of $3,499. That's right. 3500 bucks to look at porn in your goggles. It might sound pricey, but think of all the expensive dates and anniversary gifts you won't have to buy after this thing renders you unfuckable. <laughs> the Vision Pro is Apple's first new product in seven years. Steve Jobs must be rolling in his seamless aluminum coffin. It looks seamless, but if you drop Steve Jobs' coffin from even like two feet, he fucking pops out and flies across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, got I don't know why it always happens this way but when you drop Steve Jobs' mm. coffin and Steve Jobs pops out mm -hmm. it's always under the sofa oh. it always goes right under the Just fucking shoots sofa under there. yeah shoots out of there mm. Vision Pro enthusiasts immediately took to humiliating themselves like this driver who took his hands off the wheel while wearing the headset and driving a what? Tesla down the highway
that him getting pulled over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, it's going to suck to get killed by this guy. Your family comes to the trial. He's on the stand with his goggles on doing bowling motions. <laughs> well, I told you, like, my most irrational fear is driving behind a Tesla the moment that the server goes out. And I understand that that's probably not how it works. But no, that I'll is, just hit you in a crosswalk. That's my most that. irrational fear. Did you see in the movie um, uh, Leave the World Behind? Oh. There's a great scene involving Teslas. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, well then I'll say no more. The driver later said the video was a skit and he only wore the Vision Pro goggles while driving for about 30 seconds and that he hadn't actually been arrested. He just pulled the car next to the to the police and took the video. Oh. A lot of people don't know this though. When you die in a skit, you die in real life. <laughs> Highways are like bears. They don't know you're acting and they'll kill you if you turn your back for five <laughs> seconds. Oh, it was a skit? Oh, you were just being funny? <laughs> fucking driving with this thing on, you fucking asshole? What a society. I was like, which way, white men? I mean, I'm just like, sir, we got to figure something else out than this. Like, it's, it's my $3,500 my gooning glasses. I'm just going <laughs> to run into whoa, a school whoa. bus. Like, what's Don't the plan jokes. here? Don't make jokes about gooning. I can't, I, I can't even, I can make jokes about gooning. You can this make jokes America. about, this is America, we can still joke about gooning. Thank you. Okay, it's serious. In another video, a man used a Vision Pro while riding the New York City subway. This sucks. <laughs> oh man, he looks cute too. Yeah, this stinks. I hope that train was going into the Bronx. You know it wasn't. <laughs> what's cool about this? What's cool about this is this guy got to experience what it's like to be thrown onto the subway tracks while on the surface of Tatooine. <laughs> no, but I hate all this. This sucks. Yeah, I hate how you can see the eyes, the avatar of the eyes. It's mm -hmm. wild. I'd be clowning that man out loud to his face. I want to. I want to <laughs> smash it with a hammer. That's where I'm at. And I didn't buy one. Don't worry about that. Please don't buy one. Did you really? You're too Wait, old for Google. Come on, I would, die in your let's house. take a vote. Let's take a vote. Did yeah. he actually do it? How yes, many people in this room believe I bought a Vision Pro? Yes, we believe it. And it's going to sit next so to that's your one, Why two, am I always the one to give you the benefit of the one, doubt? One, two, that three, sucks. four. How many people think I didn't buy a Vision Pro? I don't, unfortunately. Lazarus, what do you think? I'm looking on our show for this. <laughs> <laughs> Lazarus, do you think I bought a Vision Pro or not? Did you? Delon was a no. Claudia back there. You think I did? Well, fuck you. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Is it in a cart? No. I didn't even. I didn't even go to the website. Okay, I didn't even click right, the ad. Right, right, I didn't I'm even learning. click the ad because I'm gonna wait to Vision Pro two. You know the second one's gonna yes. be much better. Yeah. That first iPod's terrible. We already have access to, to the the gooning we have available is too powerful for the human brain to and to access another level of gooning. I just don't think things can. Things are already falling apart. It's gonna be the last thread. <laughs> the whole goddamn thing is gonna collapse. Driving, gooning while driving down the street. <laughs> and that's our show. <laughs> and that's our show. I want to thank Hallie, Brian, Kendra, and to a lesser extent, Sarah Lazarus. Uh, what a great show. What See great you sluts one. on Saturday. Bye, sluts. Goon safely. <laughs> me, John Lovett, and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Kiefer is our head writer. Colby Gunalan, Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Peter Miller, and Alan Pierre, Will Miles, and Mohanad El Shaki are our writers. Evan Sutton is our editor. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis provide audio support. On the road, Vendelin von Schroeder is our tour manager, and Anastasia Anderson is our tour coordinator. Stephen Colon is our audio engineer, and Milo Kim is our videographer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Bernardo Cerno. 
Hannah for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producer, Zuri Irvin, David Tolls, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at youtube.com slash at Love It or Leave It podcast. Subscribe to Love It or Leave It on YouTube for access to video versions of your favorite segments and other exclusive content. Don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on IG and Twitter. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. 